I'm a handshake and tape. I'm a spud with a plan. I'm a miracle that's great day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up with golf. I'm doing the best I can. The drum tater. Okay, well, good morning, and I am sitting in today for your normal host, Jamie Renda, who is in Washington, D.C. today, uh, preparing for the MAGA rally tomorrow. Uh, they want to show support for President Trump, and I and maybe send a little message you know, to him to, to not concede yet, to let the Supreme Court hear whatever case they may want to hear. Uh, but you're not missing out, even though they're hoping for like a million million man march kind of thing there. I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to be. People got to fly in. But there's also a MAGA rally in Salt Lake City this weekend, Saturday, I think 11 a.m. I'm not sure of the spot, but, but they're pretty hard to miss if there's a MAGA rally, right? You're going to see trucks and flags. So uh, that's all. I don't want to step on any intro you might have had for me, Brian. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to take it away. So you know, that brings up, I mean, the talk of the country besides COVID, which I'll spare the listeners for the most part on that, is is the election we just had, right? And 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 I gotta say, it seemed to go pretty well in Utah. I was I was glad for how it seemed to go. I was a poll watcher. I got to observe um Weber County, the officials there, how they handled the ballots. You know, it, it's there's a lot of steps. It's really interesting uh how how that goes, you know, to to see it in process, to see the how they they actually check signatures here and they like they like really check them right if they're not sure they hand it over to someone else if if they can't decide yeah it's a match and they kick it to like a supervisor and you know if if they still can't be sure they will just like temporarily disqualify that ballot they'll send a letter to whoever whoever's ballot it was to say hey come cure your ballot like it like it's a sick ballot right if you but if you come down and sign for us and show some uh proof of id We'll go ahead and count it, right? So they're they're careful here in Utah, and still, even with with all that, and then they, like I said, they really check. Uh, less than two percent of the ballots in Weber County were thrown out, and some they can't help if if the ballot is they didn't sign it at all, or there was no envelope, or you know, when, sometimes when they mark too many candidates, they don't know which one you really meant, you know. Um, and, and you see everything. People like if I spilled coffee on my ballot or whatever, I would I would get a new ballot. But some people just go close enough and they send it in and then they have to transcribe it. Uh, and then ballots come in from all over. It's interesting to see they the ballot boxes here, they got they got ballots from Idaho, <laughs> California, different counties, which is no big deal. But they they mail them to California or Idaho with a note that hey, this was dropped off, you know, before election. It's really interesting to see what goes down. Um, now they're very careful. However, as a poll watcher, you know, you only know so much, right? So you're watching these guys compare signatures and, and they were worried about the COVID a little bit. So they, they had masks on. I had to wear one too. And then they, one guy asked me to get back six feet. Well, I, I used to have really good eagle eyes right now. They're kind of so-so. So I'm kind of, it's a little hard to tell at six feet how the signature matcher is going. But I, I, I do trust what went on in Weber County. And I, and I think for Utah in general, the only place there were some question marks that I heard raised, mostly from GOP people, was Salt Lake County. Salt Lake County has the, the Dominion software, which is the thing that has raised a lot of questions. And I don't blame them. You know, the, the, the rumors are it was designed overseas and then brought here, uh, run by a Canadian company. I, I haven't been able to check all this out, but I, I did hear the Center for Security Policy which I'll bet the listeners have never heard of. But the Center for Security Policy is a nonprofit think tank on defense issues mostly. And I, I work with them every week on the national effort to get our, our power grid hardened against a, a big solar event like a solar flare or coronal mass ejection, but also in the event of a nuclear attack or just an EMP attack, which which can take out the power grid and it won't even mess up your hair because you can, you can do it 60, 100 miles up. It takes out the grid, but it doesn't hurt the people, which, by the way, the Iranian mullah said, oh, that complies with Sharia law because you're not directly killing people, just, just for that footnote. Um, but they put out a YouTube video. If you search for Center for Security Policy, I think it's going to be the first one on YouTube that pops up. But they, they titled it, Our Constitutional Republic Depends on Fighting Electoral Fraud. 
What was the most interesting to me about these machines? Because, you know, people, they worry about the ballots and, and you should, but the machines are a whole other thing. They're what counts the ballots, right? And, and a lot of people have seen that video in Georgia where ballots were bought out from under a table and then apparently counted. They tested one of these machines in Georgia. They got a hold of it. They did 100 ballots for Trump, 100 ballots for Biden filled out. Well, the machine issued the count of 87 votes for Trump, 113 votes for Biden. So a, a 26% swing, you know, which is which is going to mess up your chances of winning down there. And it, it was close. So it really makes you wonder, well, all the machines like this or just this one? Was it an accident? Was it programmed? Um, but that even though our Utah election went well, it, it has certainly caught the eye of our legislators. It has certainly caught the eye of GOP activists. In fact, uh, Kim Coleman, if you look on Facebook, you know, she's a state rep and Greg Hughes, uh, a former Speaker of the House and a gubernatorial candidate, and soon to be a Senate candidate, by the way, for the, the U- United States Senate. He he plans on uh, running for the seat that Mitt Romney holds, you know, so we don't know if Mitt's going to run again or not. But um, they had a podcast discussing le- election fraud, and, and I like how Kim distinguished between two kinds of fraud. There's election fraud, which is, you know, kind of the high level, you know, the machines are rigged or the staff is in on it. And voter fraud, which is, I'm going to call it, and no offense to mom and pops, right, but mom and pop fraud, you know, where maybe it's not even technically fraud, where, you know, the wife signs the, the ballot for the husband with his consent. It's not proper, but but I don't think any vote was stolen there if, it, if it's agreed upon, uh, but it's still a technical foul, right? Uh, or, you know, maybe they're, they're kids at college and they vote for their kids. Still not right, but it's not the same effect as election fraud. And that's what I saw as a poll watcher in Weber County was, you know, I think these guys are doing it right. Everything's handled by two people. They kind of watch each other like missileers, you know, the two person integrity concept of I'll watch you, you watch me. And I really think it was run all right. However, I could definitely see the possibility that if a few of the people on staff kind of conspired to say, Hey, let's, let's make sure this one election goes this way. Well, then it certainly could. You know, if the if the staff is in on the fraud, then then it's going to happen and it, it's going to be good. And uh, then there's there's things you heard the rumors in Georgia, for example, that some of the good ballots that came in that like were for Biden. They ran those ballots through again. So they got double counted. And that's 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 a legal ballot, but used in a legal manner, an illegal manner. Pardon my my diction there. Um, but I am glad that Utah officials. Uh, like this, like Kim Coleman and Greg Hughes are, are focusing on this. And one reason this was highlighted was because they were part of a, a, a team of, I think, awesome patriots that went down in Nevada. The Nevada GOP said, hey, we need some help to try to verify what went on here in our Clark County, right, which is Harry Reid's old home turf. And Harry Reid wasn't going to lose an election, in, in my opinion. Um, so what they did was they went door to door and they verified, hey, did, did you vote in this election, right? And what they found was every kind of fraud you could imagine. And not just tales, you know, not just at the coffee shop, but but at people's front doors. And when they got the story and they said, would you be willing to document this on a legal affidavit? Okay, so so these people were willing to sign under penalty of perjury. So here's an example, one that I heard a, a common one actually was that. Let's say a couple at the House, they went and voted together in person on Election Day. And yet the official record of Nevada was that they had already voted by mail. And these people could show you their their ballots at home that were still blank. They didn't use them because they never intended to. And yet somebody voted in their name. And then they got other instances where, well, it said, you know, so-and-so voted from this household, but, but they don't live there. They had never lived there. And so it was a, it was a false uh, address. And I don't know if they pulled that out of the mailbox or got it forwarded, but all kinds of fraud. They also found that military people who, military people like active duty stationed at Nellis Air Force Base, for example, in Nevada. Uh, let me know when, when we're out of time. I know we're getting close. But, okay, they might be registered to vote in, let's say, Washington State, because that's that's where they're from. And they, and they may have voted there, but it still showed that they also voted in Nevada. And these people were like, hey, we didn't vote in Nevada. Somebody Somebody did that for us. But they had a Nevada address and residency, so someone obtained a ballot on their behalf. And this got our legislators worried. 
so I'm glad they're looking into it. And actually, Attorney General Reyes went down there, too. He didn't go door to door. He was kind of in the legal department. But that's why it's. We'll talk about it after. Oh, OK. Sorry, I don't know all the sign language yet, but Attorney General Reyes, it's no surprise to me that he backed Texas's lawsuit claiming fraud in four other states because he saw and heard these stories while he was down there in Nevada. He knows there was some fraud in this election. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Hey, welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. And I'm filling in for Jamie Renta today, who's at that MAGA rally in DC. Good luck, Jamie, with a lot of other Utah patriots, by the way. Um, Tina Horlacher from Davis County. She's a former chair there. Uh, a lot of people going back there. I, I can't name everybody. If I tried, I would fail miserably. But a lot of patriots going back to show support for the president uh, and and especially for you know, an honest and fair election system, which I think really everybody should be in favor of. And that's where we left off. Um, you know, I read Robert Gerke's article in the Salt Lake Tribune. I'll admit it, right? Because people were talking about it. So I went and read it. And well, I read part of it. I could only, I, I only have so much stomach, right? But I looked at people's com- comments 
And some were just, how could Attorney General Reyes join this lawsuit with Texas? And, and now it's something like 19 other states have joined, right? So he's not exactly out there on a limb. Because what they want really is, I think, just an investigation of was there election fraud in Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, I think it's Wisconsin and Georgia. You know, and yeah. they, they, they well could have thrown in Nevada and Arizona as well. But for some reason, Texas didn't. But however, those those four states I mentioned, uh, 62 electoral votes. So enough to swing the election for sure. And and actually, well, let me talk about so the people that, you know, I understand Democrats. I mean, as far as if my guy won the election, I don't really want to look under the hood. Right. I just want to pop the celebratory stuff and yay, we won. But but there's something bigger here. And let me assure you, I'm actually a history major from the Air Force Academy. I mean, wars have started over less than like a, a fraudulent election, right? So we need to look into this. And believe me, if, if Biden actually does get to become president, he will never hear the end from conservatives, at least, that this election was stolen. And, and it may allow Trump to walk back into the White House or, or maybe one of his kids, actually. It's really in everybody's interest to, I call it true the vote. Let's make sure whatever the results were, let's just make sure they were what the voters actually voted, not what the election staff did or not what the machines did or by error or by, you know, being rigged. Um, but I'm very glad to see Attorney General Reyes jump on there because that's all they're asking for is an investigation. If it turns out, hey, it was insignificant fraud, okay. But but the stories you hear, and some people have, have really covered this and things like maybe you don't think about, but when like here in Utah, vote by mail. So if you dropped your ballot off at one of those ballot drop boxes, or if you um, just mailed it in, your ballot's going to be folded. You know, you're going to be able to open it up and see the creases. But there were pristine ballots, I mean, ballots that had never been folded that turned up in the Georgia election. You know, I mean, thousands of them, enough enough to swing that election. And well, how did they get there if they'd never been folded? That that in itself is pretty suspicious. That there's there's a lot of reasons to ask these questions. And now what could happen? Okay, it's fun to talk about before it happens, because the electors are supposed to meet and vote on the 14th, right? So that's what is it, Monday, Tuesday? It's soon, right? I think it's Monday. And that's how we count on it happening. And, and they've all they've done the job since about 1800. But back in 1800, they couldn't decide. And so it got kicked to Congress. And a lot of people, they may not be familiar with if the electors for any reason can't decide or they tie uh, and they can't break the tie, then it gets kicked to Congress. The, the House decides the president. The Senate decides the vice president. What's really interesting is the House, they don't just take a vote or otherwise it wouldn't, wouldn't really be an issue because there's more Democrats and Republicans right now. But the way they do it is each state delegation in the House gets one vote. California gets one vote, Utah gets one vote, right? So we're kind of equalized there. Um, and that would give the advantage to the Republicans, right? Um, now, there have been ties in the House before, too, that I think I think back in 1800, they went like 35 rounds until a deal was made. And, and it took some deal-making to, to decide, okay, we're, we're going to give it to um, Thomas Jefferson, is who prevailed in that the last time they decided this. So th there's a lot of things on the ballot. Or what if what if the electors said, look, we're going to wait till the Supreme Court hears this case. I, I, I don't know what could happen or if they deadlock for a few days, um, then come back with a decision. That could be really interesting. Uh, and you do have the situation of faithless electors. They're so-called um, ones that could change their vote. There's often a penalty you know, for that. It could be a legal penalty. It could be just maybe you don't want to show your face in the state for a while. But but electors have the power to decide, you know what, uh, I'm either going to like maybe abstain my vote or I'm going to switch my vote. So because really they're supposed to do what's in the best interest for the, for the country. But I'm very pleased to see Attorney General Reyes with that, with the Texas uh, lawsuit and the, and the many other states. I wish it was more. I wish it was a majority of states. They should all have an interest. Uh, but it, it sends the Supreme Court a message that it's not just one state. You know, it's it's a lot of states you know, enough to basically elect a president have requested that they review this. So I hope they do. They may or may not. I understand it's it's like a nuclear hot potato. The Supreme Court doesn't really want to have to decide this, but maybe they should. And I wonder if 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 they could even kind of kind of backdoor decide it and say, well, you know what? We think it should go to Congress. 
that the, there's too much discrepancy here. We, we, it's impossible to filter out what happened. And the solution is either by the Constitution, let, let Congress decide if the electors can't. Or I think the other solution, which would be a little hard to manage, but would be a revote. Um, that would be interesting. And then you just have to ensure that the, the poll watchers, like they, they weren't allowed in, in in Pennsylvania and Michigan, and they put they put window coverings up so people couldn't see in. So those that say, what fraud, what evidence of fraud? Well, you know, if they're covering up windows, it, it's, it's not because they're doing good things, right? We know that that's a problem. Um, now, moving on, whatever happens, you know, happens as far as the presidency goes, and President Trump still has not conceded, so so there is no president-elect. If he's not conceded, there, there really isn't a president-elect yet until the electors vote. But locally, you know, what can we do? And there, there is a, there will be a, some legislation this year considered on ranked choice voting, which is really interesting. Uh, we used that at the GOP convention this year. I was a state delegate. Uh, I kind of liked it. We weren't able to meet in person, so we weren't going to be there to do multiple rounds and see who's left over and hear another speech and then vote again. Takes a long time. Ranked choice voting allows you to kind of like, you know, if you rank your favorite ice cream, you know, chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. That's my three favorites in order. Let's just say. Well, that's what you do with ranked choice voting. Um, now, if you really hate vanilla, you don't have to give it a vote at all. You can just vote for chocolate, strawberry, you know, or bust. Just, just leave it blank. That's how it works. So you'd vote for uh, let's say for the governor, right? If, um, if I don't know, if Spencer Cox was your, your number one guy, you vote for him first place. And then you vote for um, Huntsman second, okay? And then you vote for Greg Hughes third. Well, what happens is they, they look at um, who gets kicked out the first round. So whoever gets his lowest votes, they're out. You know, Thomas Wright, sorry, he got 11%. He, he would be removed, but then his votes would get redistributed to the other candidates. Now, Jamie doesn't like this, by the way. Your host doesn't like this. I think it's kind of interesting. Just so you know, because if she's listening, she probably could, I, let's get her blood pressure back down. But she thinks it's not democratic somehow. Uh, she'll have to explain that. But the votes get redistributed. And then so the second guy who's out, his votes now go to the, to the remaining candidates. So what you really get is like a consensus vote. So maybe maybe somebody else didn't want Cox and they never voted for him, but they voted for Huntsman first to try to block Cox. But then they, they really like Greg Hughes. They like maybe like him the most. Well, they could vote for Greg first because as long as he's still in there, that vote will stay with him. But then if you like Huntsman second, your vote will go to Huntsman. It, it's, it does give you a consensus vote. Uh, and that way it's not all use or lose your vote, you know, because otherwise I know, I know people that like Greg Hughes that voted for Huntsman just to try to block Cox. And, but with this system, it wouldn't be necessary. Now, the legislator, legislature at this time is looking at a bill that would confine ranked choice voting to the primary. It wouldn't be in for the general election. Some people like it more for the general election because usually the libertarian vote, their second choice would generally be a Republican, right? Although they wouldn't have to vote for a Republican and you can never corral libertarians. You don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but this is something people should get familiar with. There's a lot of good YouTube videos on ranked choice voting. You know, watch a couple. They're usually two or three minutes. It's a very simple concept, and I think people would like it if they tried it. Radio News with Lance Pride. More calls from Washington leaders for Democrat Congressman Eric Swalwell to step down after a year-long investigation reveals his ties to a suspected spy from the Chinese Communist Party. New York Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik on Fox. What is truly disturbing and very sad irony, Eric Swalwell was the perpetrator of these baseless accusations and the phony Russia hoax. He owes his colleagues answers, he owes his constituents answers, and he should step down from the House Intelligence Committee. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended her decision to appoint Swalwell and will keep him on the Intelligence Committee. 
Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's case argues that the swing states of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia unconstitutionally violated state election laws and therefore should not certify their election results to the U.S. House. One-third of all U.S. states and over 100 congressional leaders signed on to the challenge heading to the U.S. Supreme Court. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy forms and availability vary by state. Let's get a stimulus update with USA Radio News, Tim Berg. As coronavirus relief seems to have hit a standstill, House Republicans have a message for Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. We stand together calling on this body, calling on Speaker Nancy Pelosi to stop sitting on our hands, to stop sitting in front of a refrigerator with the expensive ice cream, and to help the American people today. Republican Congressman Liz Cheney of Wyoming speaking on Capitol Hill Thursday. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. President Trump signed the first stimulus package into law on March 27, 2020, costing taxpayers $2.2 trillion. The L.A. Rams easily beat the New England Patriots on Thursday night football. Final score was 24-3. Patriots quarterback Cam Newton was pulled from the game in the fourth quarter. You know, we didn't play a good style of brand of football tonight, and they did. And- For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. Uh, Bob McAtee sitting in for Jamie Renda, who's in Washington, D.C., for the MAGA rally. And we, we just finished up talking about um, a little bit about election fraud and how voting may or may not change in Utah, depending what the legislature does. Um, I think if people got a taste of ranked choice voting in the primary, they would probably like it because you, you can get kind of a consolation prize, right? Right now, you, your vote is all or nothing. You know, if you if let's say you didn't want Cox for governor and you you voted for Huntsman to block him, um, you know, you, you lost. You lost that bet. But if 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 you're if there was ranked choice voting and there was more consensus around Huntsman than Cox, then he might have won or around Greg Hughes, you know, wherever the kind of the middle consensus was, uh, that's where the votes would go. And it, it could definitely change. In fact, they did an experiment. It was the. Um, uh, there's a there's a lobbying group in Utah that's pushing for ranked choice voting, and they did an experiment. And and there, you know, can't be completely scientific because it wasn't everybody who voted, right? It's just a, a sample. But in that sample on using ranked choice voting, Huntsman did win the election. Uh, and I wasn't a Huntsman voter, really. You know, he's kind of second, third kind of choice. But but it just shows that that. The people that like Cox liked him a lot, and he beat out the other candidates, but but there was definitely stiff competition. And if ranked choice voting was allowed, it, it could have changed the outcome of that. So we'll see. We'll see if people warm up to it or if they hate it. Uh, Jamie can can respond to, uh, you know, why she doesn't like it, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel that way too. Now, you know, I saw Jamie recently. We met at a, uh, I, for lack of a really better term, I'm going to call it uh, a resistance movie, right? This documentary that Eric Mustos made. I think I might have said his name right. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Mustos. I, I always trip over his name, but okay. Oh, so his, his documentary was called non-essential and it was a, a reflection that, you know, they labeled businesses non-essential and they had to like shut down or, or severely change how they do business. And he's saying, Hey, look, you know, if it's your business, it's not non-essential. Right. If if you're counting on this restaurant for your income and they say you got to close or you got to only seat 25 percent, then 
then how, how do they have the right? And I, and I would say I haven't seen anyone approach this on the Tenth Amendment level. But I think the Tenth Amendment is good ground because the Tenth Amendment, people forget about it, says the power is not delegated to the federal government, belong to the states or to the people, respectively. So we would, the people would get to have a tug of war over the state of, you know, whose right is it to run my business? I know the state gives out business licenses, and I don't think anyone's against, you know, health standards. We don't want, you know, rat tails in our buffet and stuff. So they have some authority, I believe, for the public safety, which is in the Utah Constitution, by the way. It says the words public safety and other similar words. Um, but but whose business is it? I mean, it's somebody's livelihood. Can they, does the state really, can they just shut it down summarily without, without specific cause uh, or even science? So let me tell you, the, the venue that this was in, the Liberty Hall up in um, uh, just a little bit north of Ogden, it's, it's a great place, actually. Kathy Smith runs it. Um, it's a neat replica of the Liberty Hall, you know, not exact, but closer. It reminds you of Liberty Hall. It's got a big bronze statue of George Washington on a horse. So if you ever hear something happen at Liberty Hall, I would recommend you go. And that's where we showed this movie. It's, it's a fairly big room. It probably seats 200 something people. And that room was full for the two showings of non-essential. People really turned out to say, what's, what Eric Mustos, um, going to show here? And, he did a great historical reference showing how, you know, the Nazis put the put the Jewish businesses out by by these kind of laws. They restricted them. They said, you're non-essential. Shut down your Jewish business. Right. And and that made other businesses scared, too, even if they weren't Jewish. So it gave totalitarian style control to the state. Then they could kind of do what they wanted. And he saw a reflection of this in the fact that, well, how come, you know, Joe's plumbing store shut down? But Home Depot and Lowe's are open. What's the deal? Because, you know, sometimes, well, we know who gives donations to politicians, right? And who can get, hire the lobbyists to get their way. It's the big businesses have an advantage there. And so they were left pretty much unharmed. And in fact, they benefited from all these smaller businesses that had to shut down. So this has really caught fire with the grassroots. Uh, and non-essential. In fact, I think they're having a showing. Was it last night or tonight? Well, it's all around the state. I think there's one in Utah County. It's last night or tonight. But soon non-essential will be on YouTube. And uh, a lot of patriots came out for that. A lot of interest in this idea. Um, and, and it's not that these people are against health. You know, I, I think if somebody, no one's going to fault someone that says, hey, I have bronchitis or I have asthma. I need to wear a mask. Well, Awesome. You know, no, no, no shame in wearing a mask for your health or to protect a loved one who might have a condition at home. Um, but non-essential reminds us that we don't want the cure to be worse than the, than the affliction. In fact, being a history major, let's have some fun here. Let's, let's wind the clock back, right? So 1968, we had the Hong Kong flu. Um, it, it, it was about double the impact of a normal flu season, right? But, but we didn't shut businesses down. The airlines weren't weren't harmed. It was it was kind of the similar people. The older, the sicker, uh, are just more impacted by a flu, and that's just how it goes. Uh, I think it was over a hundred thousand died that year, and there was you know there was some concern about it, right? And Americans weren't used to wearing masks. Uh, Asians are, for the most part, they the Asian countries are more. They they seem to have more outbreaks, right? Especially back in China, the flus. They think the flus were spread by a lot of times in the winter. The Chinese would bring their livestock indoor. So then you start swapping germs with your pigs and stuff. And that's that's how the, the swine flu gets started, that kind of thing. Uh, they probably don't do that as much now. But they've got more experience with it. And, and I will say Taiwan did effectively control COVID. Um, I don't think we want the same procedures they use because Americans are just more liberty-minded. But, but they did show that um, between masks and hand sanitizing and spraying stuff, and locking people down when they're sick and contact tracing, they actually had no local spread for 200 days. So I don't wanna be unscientific and say it can't be controlled and masks make everybody die because they don't. But you know, I also don't know that we want in America where we're so regulated by the state over something that kills one or 2% and, and I'm not trying to make light of that. Uh, however, what we've also seen in America is the death rate overall is, is nearly unchanged. It uh, depends what you look at. Some say it's down actually, because we're not having the same amount of car accidents, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, others say it's up, but, it, but whatever it is, it's, it's within 1% of the norm. We usually have about round number 7,800 people a day die in America from something, you know, 
uh, all causes. That's how many people we lose a day. So the COVID count, you know, a lot of those, it's already baked in. We're, we're not losing. It's not like a real pandemic where, oh my gosh, we usually 7,800 people a day die and we're at 20,000. That, that's not happening. Not at all. So the Hong Kong flu was, was kind of like this one, a little bit more than normal. But if you wind the clock back to 1918 and 1919, that's where we had a very similar spread of what they called the Spanish flu. And the Spanish flu, the difference was it, it tended to kill the young people more. Uh, so it was very devastating for families to have their teenagers die, the people in their 20s, because, um, you know, they, they were counting on a whole life, right? And it was also more deadly. It was, it was in the 5 to 10% lethality range. So it was much more deadly. And Americans did, did put on masks. There were cities and states that, that really pushed wearing a mask and some did, and those places that did, they had like marginally better, less spread. Um, but it was really the same debate. If you look at stuff from 1918 in newspapers, it's the same thing as now. And some people complied and some didn't. Then they got fatigued and they, they didn't have hand sanitizer like we do now, hand sanitizer. They didn't have as good of a masks, right? They certainly didn't have all the stuff we have at hospitals. But but if you look at the spread curve and the death curve is really similar to what's going on now. And sometimes you got to realize these things are just going to get around. It's just going to spread. Um, <clears throat> we can maybe slow it down a little bit, but this non-essential movie, it reminds us they didn't shut businesses down in 1918. They just asked people to take precautions because that's people's livelihood. And now we're trying to do it by running up the national deficit by spending trillions, trying to compensate businesses, but that has a cost too. And that, that debt bomb is going to go off one day. And then we're probably going to be sorry that we didn't, you know, let our economy rev like it should. So I'm for a balanced approach. I think people should be a little bit more careful, uh, but you also should not kill the goose that lays your golden eggs. Very important not to do that. Uh, and that's what this movie stresses is respond how you like personally. It's actually pretty uplifting, too, because Utah had the first music concert after the COVID outbreak when Colin Ray came down and sang for us. Because he and Eric Bustos were friends. Um, if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, I'm sorry, but I did it better than Glenn Beck today. Glenn Beck really butchered it hard, you know, so I, I feel a little bit of pride in that regard. Um, but we'll, we'll come back after the break and talk about it. Um, Greg Hughes is on the road with Eric, by the way. And he, that's where he's going public with his intent to run for the Senate seat. And we'll see if Mitt Romney decides he wants to fight Greg for that or not. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. 
So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Okay, well, I said I wouldn't overdo COVID. Sorry, you know, I kind of got trapped in the in the COVID quicksand there, didn't I? But that brings up another topic. Um, I have some friends. They're they're I think really good patriots and liberty minded. Um, they have a monthly meeting. They call it the let me get it right the Highland meeting. Uh, Lowell Nelson. He he has a a show and a podcast. Um, you can find him out there on, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, well, he's on 1640 AM, but he's also on a place where they you search for his podcast online. You can find it there too. He and Kristen Chevrier, they, they run this Highland meeting once a month, usually on Friday nights, but they hosted the non-essential uh, documentary as well. And I'm sure they had a, a great turnout for that. But that reminded me of something that, that Kristen Chevrier and I definitely agree, and, and Lowell will be on board as well with vaccine liberty. What do I mean by vaccine liberty? Well, if you want to take a vaccine, knock yourself out. Go ahead, take two if you want. Um, But that doesn't mean because you like it that anybody should be forced to inject themselves with something that they don't know what it is or how well it's been tested or if it's going to harm them in some way. And I, I know some people think that vaccines are all good, but they're really a balanced risk. Um, And that's why I think that while the state probably won't mandate that, and even even Joe Biden has shown some outward reluctance, at least, to, to issue any kind of mandate there, uh, which is good. But the thing is, it's not so much the state that makes people get a vaccine, right? It's employers or maybe common carriers. What do I mean by common carriers? I mean, you're not getting on this airplane without this shot, or you're not getting on this Greyhound bus, or you're not going to stay or work at our hotel, you know, that kind of thing. Show me your vaccine passport, which is something people have talked about. I think that's a horrendous invasion of liberty. Now, the mask is a little different. At least the mask is outside your body. Some people argue it affects them more. Maybe there could be exemptions for certain people. But I'm going to tell you a little story that that you can't even find this on the Internet. I searched for it, couldn't find it anywhere. So when I was active duty Air Force and I was getting deployed to Panama, well, when you're going south south of the border, they want to shoot you up with a bunch of different vaccines. Because uh, there's all kinds of nasty down there, right? Stuff we don't usually have to deal with. And I didn't know that much at the time, but I was sitting there and the, the lady had to pull this vaccine. She was going to shoot in me, let it sit out and warm up because it was kept in the refrigerator. And I said, hey, could I look at that before you, you know, shoot me with it? And she's like, sure. You know, she's just an Air Force nurse, nice lady. She lets me look at the vial. I'm in my flight suit, which has a bunch of pockets. Flight suits are great. And I happen to have a laser pointer in my pocket. And it was really a pretty powerful red laser. And I just, out of curiosity, I'm just curious by nature, I took that laser and I shone it right down that um, vaccine, that vial. And I was shocked at what I saw. What I saw in that, you know, it looks like water, right? To the eye, it just looks like water. Sometimes they have a little tiny bit of color, like maybe like a yellowish color. But I saw metal splinters. And I didn't know what that was. I'm like, what, what's with all the splinters in this thing, right? What's that? And I found out later after some research that they they put aluminum in these vaccines as what they call an adjuvant. 
you know, a fancy word for let's wake up your immune system. Well, I'll bet it wakes up your immune system because it's going, how did idiot get aluminum in his blood? That's never supposed to happen, right? Because the, the normal way, the way God created us to eat and drink is through our mouth, right? And and not, we don't have a vaccine port, right? He didn't, you know, equip us with that, like a belly button you can open up and shoot vaccines in. You know, we're, we're closed system. And the, the mouth is is the open part of that system. And that's where you're supposed to eat. And so your stomach gets to break stuff down. Um, your immune system's there to work on it in your gut. And, you know, so, and, and there's there's all kinds of filters, right? I mean, your colon's not going to let those things through. It might, but when when you put this aluminum in your blood, oh my gosh, it's those splinters are going to land somewhere. Now, I will tell you that not every laser can do this because I, I went down to the Weaver Morgan uh, Health County District to give my daughters an exemption from vaccines because I have seen what's in them and I don't like it. I don't think we need bonus aluminum or mercury. And yep, mercury is still a preservative in some vaccines. You check it out. It's in the inserts. But, but aluminum is in the insert too. The problem with aluminum is it's very conductive, right? And we're electrochemical. So it, it can mess up your electrical system. And what happens is some people like, like there's one, the Gardasil injection. It's a triple, right? You get three shots spread out. It's for teenagers. And what happens is after this, uh, people get various side effects. They get tired. Their grades go down. They start having seizures. I, I know a lady here locally that happened to her daughter. She started having seizures. And, you know, the doctor really has no incentive to say, oh, you know what? My gosh, I'll bet it was that vaccine we gave you that is triggered your seizures. You know, sorry, because people would freak out. And and by the way, unlike, you know, if Ford makes your car wrong or the furnace company, you know, makes a bunch of CO go in your house and kill everybody, you, you could sue them. Right. Because they made it wrong. But vaccine makers got themselves an exemption in 1986 through Congress where they're no longer liable. They socialize the cost. So now you, the taxpaying customer, are also going to pay people that get injured by their vaccine. What a great business deal. I would, I guess if I was selfish, I would crank out vaccines like they do, right? Because they have no liability. If you die or if you get paralyzed or you start having uh, seizures and so you can't, you can't be a pilot like you wanted to, sorry. Well, they don't, they don't have any accountability to you. You can't, so you can't touch them, right? And I guess as long as it only happens to a small portion of people and they don't know what's wrong. So this, this young girl in high school, and she was like cheerleader, A-plus student, all that. Everything went south for her, right? She started having seizures, depressed, et cetera. So they go to the doctor. They're like, oh, well, um, do, you, do you have any relatives that have had seizures? Well, yeah, uncle so-and-so. Oh, well, that's it. That's it. It's genetic. You know, have a nice day. Well, to me, that's a cover story. They don't want to be responsible for we gave you these. You were healthy. You got these injections. Now you're having seizures. They don't want to make the tie, right? And people don't even know that there is a government program that you can apply to, but uh, but you you know you have to be careful. They don't want to pay everybody, and they they don't want you saying this vaccine did it. They just want you to say, well, I'm a freak and it hurt me, and you know, so pay me. And you get a pittance, like most government things. You get just enough to keep quiet, but that actually keeps those court cases out of the news, out of the public eye. I mean, it's a great setup for the vaccine companies. But I would urge everybody be careful. Read the vaccine insert that nobody nobody reads. Look at the ingredients. My my wife looked at the ingredients and she found all kinds of stuff. Monkey kidney. Do you, do you really want a shot with monkey kidney in it? Uh, but aside from that, you don't want aluminum. You don't want mercury. And they, and they they talk out of both sides of the mouth. They say there's no safe dose of mercury, and yet it's still in these vaccines. And, and if someone drops an old thermometer to school, they man they they cordon that off you know it's it's a hazard hazardous spill area but it's okay to inject it in you i i think we have a problem with vaccines and so before people get all hyped out about how great they are you need to look at you know it's a risk reward thing it does seem like vaccines hurt younger people more older people don't seem to be as impacted but i I would say you never know and how much testing have they done with this vaccine that they just made up this year and now they want you know millions of people to roll up their sleeves and try it out well i would say be careful and if, if you get a chance, bring your laser pointer to the doctor. Take a look down it. And like I said, not all lasers will, will show it. Uh, it has to be pretty powerful. The green ones are a little bit more powerful than the red. Because I tried it at Weber Morgan. It didn't work. To uh, finish my other story there, it, it just wasn't the same. But I also tried it recently with even a white flashlight on water. You'll see like everything in tap water, filtered water, everything is round. So in nature, you don't get you know metal splinters. If there's if there's splinters in your whatever, it's not natural. It, it's some sort of man-made interference 
Uh, so have fun. Check check at home. Check your water. Uh, check a, a drink. Put put a super bright flashlight or laser. Lasers really reflect well. They catch that metal and they make it glint so you can see. Um, now it wouldn't be me. Moving on here, another thing, my pet project in Utah that I work in the Republican Party with and have, have had good success getting, getting this started is to harden the grid. Most people don't know that the grid needs hardening and why the military hasn't done it, but that's not the military's job necessarily. But I have a website, utahempttaskforce.org. I am the Utah director for a congressionally chartered uh, EMP task force. And uh, we just want to raise awareness. Our legislators have been great about listening. Um, it's starting to gain traction. Uh, former Speaker Greg Hughes was all for this because if, if the sun uh, has big solar flares, they could take out our grid. And that happened in 1989. They took out the uh, Montreal power grid. They Luckily, they had a spare transformer in place. Not everybody does. Um, we're getting close on the time, but please do check out utahmptaskforce.org. I would also like to give a plug for the Utah Platform Republican PAC. Uh, because they also endorse hardening the grid and they're engaging legislatures. I'm on the board of that. And you can go to their website, which is platformrepublican.com. No S, just platformrepublican.com. And they support a lot of good things like I do, vaccine liberty and hardening the grid, or otherwise we could lose our power supply for, for years. The transformers that the sun would take out, it takes um, it takes over a year just to build one. And we don't make them in America anymore. We used to, but now we have to import those. So if we lose our power, we don't have the cash to pay, we'll be in big trouble. So, you know, learn about it, tell a friend, ask a veteran. Veterans know all about this. Thanks so much for listening to the Trump Tater Podcast. Thank you.